start the recording. Cool. We have audio. JB, perfect. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Glad I could help. Thank you. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode number 86 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt. Over there we have Danny. What's up? Right there on his phone, texting like a tween in high school, we have JB. Hi. <laughs> oh my god. JB, what's so important that you gotta be texting in the middle of the episode? Talking to my wife. Oh, puppy love. Sure. <laughs> you better hope she... Instead of texting you, just tell her to watch on Twitch. She does, from time to time. Yeah, from time to time, but if she wanted direct contact with you... Tell her that he's this not is the on best Twitch, way. so she's on Twitch. Yeah, but he's not on Twitch, so it's not direct contact. Yeah, it is direct contact right there. We're no, talking. It's, no, it's not direct contact because you are telling him what she's saying, so it's not direct. <sighs> JB, I'll make sure you read them from now on. He can't read. JB, yeah, I can't read that. What is that? Sorry, say? I can't read that. Put on your peepers. They won't focus. So it's kind of like you know how like in school when certain people couldn't read certain colors of the markers on the marker board. That was a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Like, certain people couldn't see, like, red or green or stuff like that. Like, they couldn't read it very well. I think that's called colorblind. Sure. No, it's, it's like hold it's on, syncism. Hold on. Are, we, are we talking... You had whiteboards? Yeah, we had whiteboards. But you were old. We also had smartboards. Jesus. We had one smartboard. Most for a French class. French, oui, got, the oui. smart, French <laughs> got the smartboard? I know in my senior year, uh, they put in, like bunch of different smart boards and stuff our computer class had one our english teacher had one our social studies teacher had one our science teacher had one and i think our math teacher did too no our math teachers just had like five or six marker boards the ones that they just like you had any kind of science lab where you throw one up pull one down fun stuff oh that's fancy we never had that but we're not here to tell you guys about our old school layouts. We're here to tell you about some amazing magic news. So uh, thank you all for deciding to join us for whether listening to this live or turning the podcast on when this gets edited and stuff to make it sound better than it actually is. Is it though? Yeah, yeah I'd say so. We should add some of the bleep noises in. Dude, honestly, if I add bleep noises in that, adds every other word would be like beep, 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 beep. It would be like Morse code, dude. It would be. It's pretty bad. We do swear a lot. I know we do. I think. I think if we, if I Maybe started him, to, if I started hey to now. do a count, a tally of like the curse words that we do, we'd be screwed. Like if Trent, do you guys have you guys listened to Deep Pride? Yes, I okay, listened so, all of them. Okay, good. So he yells every time "fuck" gets said, and "fuck" gets said a lot here. And that would be a couple bleeps right there. And yeah. That's a, that's a lot of extra work for me. Call me lazy. I don't care. But I feel swearing is grade A content. We are not meant for kids. Kids, if you're listening to this, talk to your parents. Why they agreed for you to listen to us is 
right? fucking beyond me. There's there's a reason why we have an explicit warning. There is an explicit warning. I put it on even like I'm pretty sure there's like an episode a while back that we didn't even swear once on. Still slapped it with explicit just in case. Wait, whoa, what? There was an episode we didn't swear. I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, right, away the, right away in the beginning. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were very like. Have you listened to like our stuff from the beginning? Uh, when we first came no on, our, our first our time, first stuff no. was rough. Yeah, it was very rough. <sighs> yeah. Now we just drink enough beer where we don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 anyways, let's get this fucking shit on the road. There we go. Right. Before we do that, we gotta hear from our amazing sponsor, J Dubs. Now. Thank you for listening to this week in MTG. If you would like to show support for us, you can check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the Westacre Malls in Fargo, North Dakota. They are your one-stop shop for all your magic purchases. They are always stocked up with Ultra Pro and Dragon Shield sleeves and playmats, Commander Precon decks, plus they have an abundance of booster boxes ranging from Amonkhet to Zendikar. J-Dubs also buys and sells magic singles at competitive prices. Their display case and binders are full of format staples, hidden gems, and other cards for you to bling out all your decks with. With those cards you just bought or traded for, you can make a modern or legacy deck so you can play in the Weekend Discord League. Entrance is $10 and games are played over Spell Table. Links are in the show notes. When you reach out, make sure to let them know the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Supporting us. Take two. Now, dear listeners, if you guys want to support us uh, as well, you have a direct line to... If our content you believe is worth it, by all means, help us out on Patreon. We got that. I'll just be straightforward. We got a Patreon. We have two tiers right now where we have monthly drawings for a card and a booster pack. The $10 tier gets you in for a monthly drawing for the card and the $3 tier gets you in a monthly drawing for the booster pack. Yep. So, let's start off with the card, which this month picked up a sneak attack, commander staple. A lot of the cards in the $10 tier, uh, we go from 10 to $15, uh, $15 worth of value, sneak attack, commander staple. Those that want to be cheating in creatures would love this card. This is the Double Masters version, those watching live. The camera's very far away. I'm not going <laughs> to lift it up to y'all, but... That was won by, drumroll please, D-Moose. Yeah. JB's old man. Congratulations. Speaking of D-Moose, did they just not watch us anymore? Are we not on the big screen? You know, I don't know. I think he's been busy with work lately. The audacity. Because I called him the other day on the weekend and he was working on the weekend. I think it was Sunday. I think it was yesterday I called him and he was working. So that tells you something. Damn. Yeah. We miss your commentary, D-Moose. Come back in the chat and say hello. All right, we want cookies. <laughs> Not the cookies. We just want somebody else to be <laughs> bouncing short jokes off or ragging oh, on JB with. On. Stop it. Hey, man, Trent said he'd love to come back. <laughs> Stop it. D-Moose, you won the sneak attack. And now for the $3 tier that has the chance to win this month is a set booster of Strixhaven. Ooh, it's even a set booster. This month's winner, we roll we rolled all these before the show. It's Wade ninety seven. Yes, because we're kings of randomness. Yeah. Our our we, yeah. Fun fact, 
don't have that many patrons, your chances are winning are pretty high. Exactly. So yep. join. D Moose has won th- no, just two cards. This is our third month of doing it. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh first month we had a uh, demonic tutor. Not a demonic tutor. Uh yeah. It was it was the judge demonic tutor. Yeah. It was a yep. judge promo of demonic tutor. Yep. We had a judge promo demonic tutor that we gave away. D Moose won that. Last month, uh Big G won the uh helm of the host. Yep. And now Moose again, winning sneak attack. That says how many people we have in the $10 tier. Yeah, so your chances are pretty good. Yes. Join in and, I don't know, you're helping, you're helping some, like all the money that we get is going to, to, to buy cards and fund the hosting and stuff. Going to be straightforward, discretion, no walls and stuff. Pays for that stuff. Yep, it all funnels into the podcast. Otherwise, all out of my pocket, which don't care. I'm fine with it. It's why I did it in the first place. This is a fun hobby for us. I don't know why I'm going into this this deep. We got news and stuff to be telling you guys. I don't know why you're doing it either. I don't so. know either. Yeah, Let's give you either. the breakdown of how this episode is going to be laid out for y'all. First up, we're going to pass you over to the Boggle Desk where JB is going to tell us about some matrix, uh, wind matrixes and a historic event and give us some upcoming events. One of his favorite series as well uh, announced their announced the series from this month. Then we have some blogatogs from Danny, some McKinnon news, Post Malone news, Beckett news, uh, championship details, and the big news of this week is the Hasbro Q1 earnings. Then from there, we're going to talk in about the finance section, close off with deck of the week, and then y'all can go home. They're already at home. You don't know that. Maybe they're driving in a car. Maybe they're at work, and I'm giving them permission to go home partway through work. You're a bad influence. Are you at work right now, and it's 10 a.m.? Guess what? I'm telling you to go home. Your boss has any qualms with that? Send them my way. Right? Just let him know. He looks like Groot. (laughs) Yes. I am just as tall, and my vocabulary is just as expansive. Yes. But, JB, that feels like a good uh, launching off point to talk to the raccoon. You're the rac- rocket raccoon to my Groot. Thank you. That wasn't that bad of a short joke. You're welcome. You have a rocket launcher, too. Right? And all I got is tree and, powers. And trash pandas are cool, so that's where it's at. Nature's ninja. All right, so we've got a meta snapshot for you again. Uh, this time it's historic. Uh, it's the Strixhaven Week 3. Uh, first up, we have Gruel Aggro, and it's in, got 12.1% of the meta with a 50.8% win rate. Next up, we have Packed Combo with 10.3% of the meta with 52.2% win rate. Selesnia Company is next up with 9.5% and 52.9% win rate. And then we got Jeskai Control with 8.4% and a 49.3% win rate. Orzov Auras, another fun deck to play. Sitting at 8% of the meta with a 55.7% win rate. Simic Stompy is at 6% with a 48.3% win rate. Is it Phoenix? Is at 5.4% with a 58% win rate overall. Demir Rogues is at 5.3% with a 49% win rate. Rakdos Arcanist is at 3.8% with a 44.7% win rate. Jun Food sitting at 3.8% with a 53.8% win rate overall. Zorius Control, 3.5%, 53.6% win rate. And then the rest of the decks, uh, whatever everybody else is playing, sitting at 23.9% with a 42.2% win rate overall. And let me just say, 
the picture that they use for the other category kind of strikes me as odd. It's just a kitty. They've done it all the time. It's the not same. a kitty. Yeah. It's, been it's never same. been a kitty before. It has been a kitty. What the hell? Shows you not paying attention, sir. Right? What the fuck? <laughs> I've never noticed a kitty before. Yeah, the uh, the decks here, very intense. This is a I don't know, pretty, pretty good meta snapshot of Historic right now. All right, well, speaking of Historic, we had a eSport, Insight eSports event that happened. Uh, it's a Tier 1 Historic Open. First place, we had a Selesnia company piloted by Christian Calcano. Second place, we had a Grixis combo. Third place was Is It Phoenix. Fourth place was Demir combo. Fifth place was Gruel Aggro. Sixth place was Simic Aggro. Seventh place was Azorius Control. And eighth place was another Selesnia Company deck. So when you say uh, Selesnia Company, this is Collective Company with Skyclave, Apparitions, Love Struck Beasts, Elite Spellbinder, new card from Strixhaven that, I don't know, I think this is a really good card that more more white decks should be picking up. It is pretty good. But uh, this is just like, so you have Luminarch Aspirant, which puts plus one counters on target creature at the beginning of combat on your turn. So, and a couple control pieces, taxing pieces like uh, Archon of Maria, Elite Spellbinder, like I mentioned, uh, Rida, Rada, Rita, God of the Worthy from Keldheim, and uh, two great henges. Surprise, I was looking at this, and I honestly was going to expect to see some form of Heliod. Yeah, but I suppose without the Ballista to make it a payoff. Yeah, true. Very true. But uh, happy little Grixis player me is happy to see that Grixis took second place in this. Primarily looking as a way to grind out the game to get into a Thassa's Oracle win. Not Thassa's Oracle. Yeah, Thassa's Oracle win. And now Tainted Pack is in here. It's like, cool. Tainted, like, the the the, the legacy combo of Tainted Pack and Thassa. Well, I mean, Commander played it, too. If I'm not mistaken, Commander was the reason why Tainted Pack moved up significantly in price when we talked about it over the summer. But, uh, but yeah, these cards are interesting that they added into Historic. All right, so it looks like that'll do it for our past events. For our upcoming events, we got our FNM at home as Historic Brawl, a, hor- a format that uh, nobody plays. Make those Brawl decks. <laughs> God, don't do it. Play, play some in. magic. Don't give in to peer pressure. Don't do it. Maybe at some point you'll randomly play against Mr. Beast again. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. So then, as we talked about before, Mana Trader series uh, is coming back again this month. They just announced... Uh, that the format this month is going to be modern. Hold on. So it looks like I'm going to be jamming a shit ton. Do that part again, please. The dog was barking in the back. Fuck, the dog's been barking for like two minutes. Yeah, but it was barking every time we weren't talking. Oh, well. And I want to do a better job (laughs) at keeping the dogs from barking. Okay, so Mana Traders is back this month. Looks like they just announced their format. It's going to be modern this month. One of my personal favorites, so I'm going to be jamming a shit ton of games trying to qualify for this. Uh, Qualifier League runs May 3rd through the 25th. Swiss will be May 29th, and the finals will be on May 30th. Oh, wait. (sighs) That's Memorial Weekend, isn't it? Yep. Damn it. Damn it. I guess I can't then. I mean, you can still play it. I don't have a laptop that'll play 
Where are you going? Duluth. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. And the Chromebook won't play MTGO. The operating system won't handle it because Chromebooks suck. Solid liver or solid kidney. Go get a laptop that works. <laughs> no, I'm good. The league play includes a leaderboard, and the leaderboard will pay out prizes to the top 20 users with the highest win percentage. Here, here. You, you qualify, and if you qualify, I'll play. What do you got to lose? Right. I just need your house keys and have them. No, like, I'll just download MTG. I'll give you my password. And you just log into my account. I just want on my computer. No, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was just going to have a rager at your house. Your apartment. Good luck. Rachel should have your ass. Not if I clean it up. To move to the Swiss round, you'll need to play 10 to 19 matches and have a 70% win percentage, or play 20 to 29 matches and have a 65% win percentage, or play 30 plus matches and have a 60% win percentage. That's a grind. It, it can be, yeah. The Swiss is a round will consist of five to nine rounds, depending on the amount of players entered. The top eight will move to the finals, and that'll start at 4 p.m. Eastern, and it'll be a single elimination. Remember, prize pools, good money, and you get 10 times the money. For being a man trader's account holder. Yep. So you get first, non-subscriber gets $400, but if you're a man trader subscriber, you get 4000 and so on and so forth. But I mean, still, if you make it in, like, if you don't get it into the top, 16 you get credit jb yep i've gotten credit almost every time i played well see there you go first time when i qualified uh into swiss i got 25 bucks credit and that was on the standard uh last time i qualified was modern i got like five bucks cred so i mean eh, like at least i got something it wasn't the end of the world you know like what deck do you think you're gonna run primarily same deck i always do because it's like the only one i can afford with my rental limit i can't I can't play D&T anymore because freaking, um, oh wait, no, uh, did I get it? I think I picked up a playset of Aether Vials now, but Skyclave Apparitions are freaking like almost 30 ticks a piece, so that pegs me over my rental limit already, just trying to get a playset of those, so. Damn. Yeah, it's like almost impossible. I've been slowly trying to acquire the pieces of D&T so I can get it under that rental limit and play it, but. The struggle is damn, real. Damn, it's hard. So it's pretty much boggles. That's <laughs> like the only thing I can play. That sounds good. Well, rack. Oh, I suppose I, I, I can play. I'm, well, I'm telling you, just yeah, I can just play, play my, Just play my mono red deck. Okay, if I qualify, I'll let you play it. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next thing. We have make make actual non combat burn a real thing nowadays. Right. Well, I mean, burn's always a thing. Yeah, but burns. My burn deck is a burn deck. Most burns now are like, oh, hey, I play uh, Persist, or not Persist, but uh, oh, Prowess. Yeah. And I was like, that's not burn. That's attacking aggro. It's not burn. Yeah, you play with red creatures. Doesn't mean you're burning anything. So anyway, enough of that politics. <laughs> politics. Um, what a segue. This week's blog talk comes from Wex Talks. He asked, I know you previously said you don't play slash like commander as a format, but would you be willing to expand upon that? As Matt said, nice segue. Mark's reply back is I've said that I've said that I don't I like less politics in my magic that tends to happen than tends to happen in Commander. I'm very happy the format exists though, as it's enjoyed by so many players. 
I do enjoy Commander. I don't like the politics with Commander. Yeah. We're, we're a yeah. group that doesn't like incorporate politics. And because of that. Oh, I've, bullshit. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Bullshit. We don't incorporate politics. Bullshit. We just like to fuck. Oh, you if over. you don't, if you if you don't come at me this turn, if you don't kill me, I'll do this or, or that. Or, you you fucking make deals all the damn time. Don't even go there, Mister. I don't like politics in my commander. There's a difference between making deals and just doing politics. Bullshit! It's one and the same. <laughs> don't even go there, sir. Still salty from the other day. Yes. Yes, I am. Just because you tried to blow my shit up. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Erotic intervention. We're just we're just not gonna go there. <laughs> we're just not gonna go there. I mean, to put it in context, I was gonna lose anyway, so I was trying to do it I, for the lolziness of it. But I just happened to have it in my hand. I had to play it. It's like ah, uh, no, you're not doing any of that. I should have actually killed you guys like four turns earlier, but I played suits were wrong. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yep, the scooter looter. Yep. Scooter Looter is the um, smuggler's copter. I know. There we go. There we go. That's the word. But scooter I, Looter. But I don't like. I don't like to consider it that because no one plays smuggler's copter anymore. Because banned. <laughs> because it sucks. It's. It sucks. <laughs> because it sucks. It sucks. Oh man, you have such a weird perception there, sir. Magic cards. It's a good magic card. No, it's not. Well, I'd say don't so. lie to you. Don't lie to yourself. Vehicles suck. I don't know. Tell that to the Cadillac. Vehicles suck. What's the Cadillac? That's because chariots. People are, oh, the one that shits out cats? Yeah. People are calling that the Cadillac. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, like the Cat-a-lac? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cadillac. God, that's terrible. It's so good. No. It's so good. No. <laughs> no so, so, dumb. so, Matt, you have so many different colors on the quickies. I just have three. What do you mean? Mine has not updated. Refresh the page, sir. I did earlier. Clearly you did not. What do you mean you have, You only have one, sir? See? Oh, whoa. Why is yours like that? Mine's like this. Like Mine's nope. all expanded out. This seems like a good time to put in this message from Crazy Mage, uh, where he said, I thought all the Patreon money was used to get JB some stilts to walk around to feel taller. Oh, my God. You guys are assholes. Here, I thought we were going to get through an episode without all this bullshit. That was crazy, mage. But no, no, not us. I was calling you Rocket Raccoon and a dwarf. I know. That's why I was like, okay, I've got hope for this episode. But no, we just had to go there. Uh, is it uh, loaded up for you yet? There. No. Well, you you've got a while anyway because. Oh wait, no, you're. Give me a second. You're. Give no, you're second. red. He's red. Just give me a second. So, yeah, you got a while. You got to go get through me and Matt first. So. Well, if they're supposed to use quickies, they're not supposed to be long. I talk slow. <laughs> but Matt makes his quickies extremely slow. long. Exactly, so then you got time. But then if he changes it up, then I'm SOL. But he's not going to change it up. What's changed on it? Yeah, he's not changing anything. I mean him personally actually going quickly rather than taking oh, forever. Oh, he's not going to. Wait, am I supposed to talk slow he'll, too? He'll make a political deal. You always because, do. Because, you know, he loves fucking politics. Don't love politics. I just like to fuck with you, JB. Yeah, because you're dick. <laughs> Your hydrous growth, neutered. Yeah, you fucking dick. Your enchantment, gone, dick. What was that, Griff Spoon? Yeah, I tagged out your Griff Spoon there. Gone. No, you didn't have Griff Spoon. What no, was it was one? something else. 
Because Griff Spoon has recursion. I'm not right. that scared about having that be in the graveyard. Anyways. So, yeah, I won't be reading any of your texts. Yeah, you will. Yeah, well, I he'll won't. pull it up on his other screen, and yep. you can read it I can't there. read it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I'm blind. I'll nope. zoom it up. Yeah, he'll zoom it. Colorblind? <laughs> he'll make it black. I can't see black. There you go. <laughs> There's red. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there you go. I can't right see there. it. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. You're being a bitch. The beam is in the way. Or the boom. The boom is... How is the boom in the way? The boom it, is, like, way above the top of the freaking screen. Um, Can you not see the upright? Oh, that part. It's in the I fucking like, way. I was like, How what? would you lean forward then? Yeah, just lean forward. No. You you touch your then mic. My all, boom is in the way. You touch your mic all the time. You can move it around. Ooh. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. <sighs> Touching your mic. Stop it. We're on camera, <laughs> sir. <laughs> we're on camera. There's no. Tr- there shouldn't be any children watch- watching, but we're still on camera. It's for Wade. Yes. Our weekly winner. Okay, so can I read my quickie now? Fine. Which one's mine? The red one. The Becky. Mine's not fucking red. <laughs> so He'll pull it up on the screen when it's time. Thank you. I'll just pull it up. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, on to the quickies. Finally. So, first up, Seb McKinnon's fourth Kickstarter. Yes, four. He's had a lot. Uh, this is Seb's highest grossing Kickstarter and finished at a whopping $1.1 million with 10000 125 backers. That's a lot of money per person. That is. That is crazy. That is. All the money from this is going to fund his film, Kin Fables, The Stolen Child. And because of this Kickstarter, he believes the film to be fully funded. Well, I'd, I'd hope so. He's only had four Kickstarters to fund it. Yeah. And, I'm, and they've both, they've all done like insane. Right. Um, I think the first one was like, we covered it before. It was like six hundred thousand, and then it went up to like eight hundred and nine hundred, and now it's at one point one because of uh, what what you're gonna tell us next. Yep. So there were nineteen different artworks created or unlocked, ranging from sketch versions of his secret layer art collaborations with different artists and a full set of tokens. Here, as we talk about, it, I don't think we can do the art justice as we try to describe the card tokens. Have you, JB? Have you clicked the link? No, I have not yet. Why am I not surprised? Cause I don't want to. The art looks. Really I was actually gonna. I I wanted to get in on this Kickstarter. I I gave you this article but to I read didn't. just because you're a Seb boy. I know you did. I know. He didn't even look at the tokens. So let's look. Live looking from JB. Let's get his live reaction. Okay, that Phyrexian angel looks freaking sweet. Ooh, that one looks cool too. So where are these tokens? The tokens are right above it. Right above where? Right above the Frexian Angel, there's an elemental token, a bird token. Oh, right there. Angel, a spirit, another spirit, the monarch token, fairy, clue, soldier, treasure, knight, sapperling, spirit, and spirit. There's four different spirit tokens. Dude, that is cool. Then a sword with, or a a token with swords for number five. Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to figure that one out too, because there's no word underneath it, it's just Five. I imagine it says in the his Kickstarter link specifically what it is. Which one? The one with the the four. I'm not looking at it. Scrolling on here. Oh, there were pins as well. Yep. And the secret layer art included the damnation and the sower of temptation, chanted evening, his swamp, like that whole Seb 
secret layer drop. This is why he should not have secret layers. He does his own. Oh, that's the card back for the tokens. Oh. Yep, that's the card back for all the tokens. Five swords. Yep. Isn't that his fifth Kickstarter? No, fourth. Fourth? It would make sense to be his fifth if he did five. Right. Or maybe he's foreshadowing. Could be. Well, yeah, he obviously is. So, talking about famous people as well here, Post Malone is suspected to appear on Game Nights from a tweet that the Command Zone tweeted on April 29th showing Post Malone next to the Game Night logo. We can expect to uh, to see Post Malone appear on the next episode of Game Nights or the episode after that. Uh, though, there has been no confirmation of a date or time at this point. And then there's another tweet saying that Post Malone stopped by a card shop called Frank and Sons. Which he dropped thousands of dollars on magic. Yeah, there's a little clip in that. Links in the description down below. But uh, apparently, uh, I think, we, I don't know, did we talk about it like a couple months ago? It was brought up that uh, in February he appeared on the late night show with Seth Meyers wearing an MTG shirt. Yeah, we talked about it. We did? Yeah, because it was the, uh, what's that guy's name that had the magic drop of shirts that were like $200. Yeah, the one from California. I can't remember. I can't remember it either, but they looked cool. Way out of our budget. Yep. But yeah, Post Malone has been doing a lot of stuff for nerd culture this last couple months. Well, he is a nerd. I know. It's so crazy. I, I, I don't know. As just like a normal person seeing a celebrity have this kind of enjoy like have this kind of hobby like really grounds them to me it's the same as like joseph lovett gordon who plays magic as well whatever his name is uh vin diesel who plays D uh cassius marsh another like a big football star that plays magic as well and stuff like that it's like they they get in like this ethos they're human too man i know and it's so bizarre it's the was it stars magazine that always had they're people like us, where they just show random candid shots of fucking celebrities that are just doing daily tasks, like they're shopping, they're walking their dogs and stuff. Big whip de doo. I know it's weird to think, but the, it's it, it it it's a different level though. Like when it's like in the they have a hobby that you have a hobby on. Post Malone here. Yeah, well he has money to waste. True, he can do it. Do whatever he wants. Did you listen to his concert that he did in February for Pokemon? No. Yeah, he did a uh, CGI concert and did like four of his songs for the Pokemon uh, Pokemon Day on February 27th, I think is Pokemon Day. Mm. I listened to it. It was good. Yeah, I'm not a Pokemon person like you. I am indeed a Pokemon person. So yeah, Post Malone, gonna appear on Game Nights. Get hyped. I'm gonna watch that. I probably won't. But I'm also lazy. Don't want to do anything. Anyway, uh, speaking of not having money, never <laughs> afford anything. Uh, this was a while back, but uh, the recently pulled bla- uh, beta Black Lotus has received a grade from Beckett. Um, it's has received a 8.5 uh, grade from Beckett uh, due to where was it? I read it. I don't know what happened to it. Where'd it go? Okay. Uh, 
Okay, it got an 8.5 due to having surface indentation under black. The word, I'm assuming. And that's what knocked it down to an 8.5. Uh, looking at the picture, I see some white patches around the corners. Just for being an old pack, I'm sure. Just damage being in the pack. But... I can't remember if we talked about this when this article first broke in mid-March. Guy, I believe we did personally. I don't think we talked about it on air. Okay. Yeah, the guy, like, quote-unquote, accidentally opened up a pack of Yo. beta. So he, so No, the, I think we might have just done it in the quickies. I don't think we, like, expounded on it. Oh, maybe. So uh, this pack, they have a picture of the pack opened with everything that's in it, Black Lotus, and a hard sleeve. Guess the price on the pack itself. More than 40000 Two dollars and forty-five cents is what the tag says. What? Yes, two dollars and forty-five cents. That's got to be an old yeah. tag. Yeah, it's an old tag, but that's how much it was worth. Damn. Two dollars and forty-five cents. How much is that black lotus supposedly worth? Uh, it's looking at about forty thousand. Due to other car, other black lotus. Similarly, graded black lotuses being sold for over forty thousand dollars. Right, so like forty seems to be like a minimum for this, and it's like, damn, still, it's yep. a lot of money. That's a that's a good chunk on a house payment. It's a car. Yeah, yeah. That's uh paying off someone's a good chunk student of student loan. Yeah. A good chunk of a student loan as well. That would be an entire student loan. You yeah. know, I always thought student loans were more expensive than like forty thousand dollars. That's only if you go to universities. Yeah, uh, and like if you go for like crazy amounts of schooling. Also, those that are doing crazy amount of schooling. For those who have a uh, bachelor's in fine arts or liberal arts, <laughs> and an associate's in liberal arts, and they major in fine arts, major in under bas- underwater basket weaving. Hey man, don't fucking diss on the underwater basket weavers. Fun fact, I wanted to be one of those. Oh my god, you would. I would. I was I almost did something like that at a summer camp one time. <laughs> they had reeds and we'd swim in the lake. And so I took a bunch of reeds and was swimming in the water and tried to make a basket. It just turned out to be a clump of reeds. <laughs> oh my god. Look, mom, I made a ball. My profession in underwater basket weaving did not go far that summer. It was garbage. Future site for what it was gonna be. Garbage guy. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out trash. Sing. Man, I thought this podcast was just supposed to rail on JB. Nope. You're taking jabs at me now? Yep. You walked into it. <laughs> Mr. Sanitation Technician. Oh, calm down, sir. Specialist. Garbage. No, it's man. Sanitation Specialist. Garbage Man. I hold that Garbage Man title with pride. Call me a sanitation engineer and you're going to get kicked in the shin. Not even an engineer, just a specialist. You're, you're not qualified you enough yeah, to be an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> you're not engineer level. Womp, womp. Got to go to school for that, sir. <laughs> yeah, four years of in, uh, engineering school for that. Mm-hmm. Want to tell us about the next quickie, JB? I suppose, since I have two of them. Two of them? Yeah. You did have the first one. Yeah, fool. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like two in succession to each other. Like, oh, no. Okay. Okay, so Strixhaven Championship... Uh, we've got the details for the event taking place June 4th through the 6th. It's going to happen on Arena. It's going to be both standard and historic split, uh, kind of like always, where they do a couple rounds of historic, a couple rounds of standard, whatever, all that fun stuff. 
I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh my god. I write it out for standard a reason. I know. Store giving I know. a split. Yes. Okay. And it's 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 getting played. What Honor. the fuck is this fucking sentence structure, Matt? It's so he, throwing he, me off. Here's a, here's oh my thing. god. Here's the thing. Just I redo can't ad lib with this sentence, sir. Strict saving. There you go. <laughs> strict saving championship details. We have strict saving championship details from the event taking place June fourth through the sixth on arena. It will be both standard and historic getting played for those who received invites through multiple means. Hold on, pause. You can read the screen now. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. Got him. I just want to look at my phone for a little bit. You. (laughs) No, no, red's hard for me to read. But, okay, do we got to have green be your color then? No, you just got to Google Docs is being stupid. Yeah, because it it wasn't like expanded on it yours. Wasn't, it was it wasn't. just like a do do do. In the... It was just regular bullets, and then yeah. he re- revised it as before you got here. Um. Anyways, uh, those in the MPL and the rivals league players that are in seven match wins, are uh, seven match wins on day two of Strike Seven Qualifier Weekend, Strike Seven Championship, MTGO Qualifier winners, the top two players from each Strike Seven Championship Super Qualifiers. Sorry for those looking at me look, just messing around with my mic, trying to get a clear view. Uh, so now again, he wants to get a clear. So view. anyway, right? Anyway, back had like a good back, five backtrack. minutes of fucking around, saying you can look at the screen. And you're like, no, I can't do that. The boom arm's in the way. That screen, I can't see. Yeah, and I could have moved it over here. But no, you didn't want to work with us. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Again, players that earn seven match wins on day two of the Strict Saving Qualifier Weekend, Strict Saving Championship MTGO Qualifier winners, the top two players from each Strict Saving Championship Super Qualifier, the winners, the 2020 Season 2 and 3 of MTGO Championship Showcases, the top 16 non-league competitors from Kalheim Championship, and those who had qualified for the 2021 Season one MTGO showcase. All invited players will be given a God account prior to the event. So everyone who gets, who everyone who's in this event, is just gonna get a God account for the weekend. Yeah, it makes it unimpeded for them to be making the best decks that they can for standard and historic. So let's see how many Nea adventure standard decks and Saltai ultimatum decks and Rogue decks are gonna get played. And Rogue burn, do Rogue. it, do it. Someone make it. Rogue burn. Mm-hmm. What's that one drop rogue that takes the top card of your library? The Merfolk Wind Robber? No, it's one red. It's red. It's a one drop red. One drop red and it does what? Uh, when it deals combat damage to a player, uh, exile a top card of their library or something along those no, lines. Oh, are you thinking of Robber of the Rich? That's yeah, a two drop. Is that? I thought it was one drop. It's a two drop. Two drop, two, two. Hey, no. Yep. Fine. Just play that with burn. You heard it here, folks. Professionals out there, if we have MPL l- listeners or if we have anybody. Someone with connections to one. In <laughs> any of the Moto so winners, everyone, come here. Everyone talk to, to Corey. Tell, no, Cor- be, tell Corey be, be to Brad. send it off. Yeah, Corey, Corey Baumaster, have, them, have him tell Brad because we know Brad won't listen to us. <laughs> Brad, listen. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. That's so bad. I'm cutting that part out. No, you're not. I'm not. You're going to lie. You lied and you f- you're going to forget. Both. Well, I feel like that's a good transition over to the biggest news that we got this last week. Lies. Hasbro reports their quarter 
won their first quarter of 2020, 2021. Wow. You're right there, man. You can't read. What the fuck? Are we going to be making fun of me for a guy who didn't even want to try and read his lines? <laughs> Unlike JB, I can pull it up on my phone and actually read the articles. Can you? Oh, I thought you were talking about pulling it up on Google there. I just don't click the links. I can pull them up. Fine. I have the actual ability <laughs> to click the link and pull it up. See, if I didn't pull it up, you wouldn't have saw the, the or we wouldn't have got the information that the pack was 245. Now, we would we? We wouldn't have. Exactly. <laughs> but was it needed? Yes. Okay. It's not like the guy bought it for that. But he did. Or the sticker was on it. No. Well, maybe, maybe so, back so in the who, day. Whoever originally bought it for two forty five, now they made forty thousand dollars. Right. Off of two forty five. Actually probably like two sixty something with tax. Probably. So growth in revenue, operating profits, and earning per share. So the revenue grew fourteen percent in consumer products and fifteen percent at Wizards of the Coast and Digital Gaming segment segment uh this is a big deal because this is the first quarter that wizards of the coast is its own division and not a subsidiary of hasbro so they're like graded and shared information separately than subsidiary like they have their their own saves and stuff like that more control of their money uh they had overall hasbro had net earnings grow to 116.2 million dollars a lot of fucking money. Well, when you sell stuff worldwide, it yeah, doesn't but, take but, much. Right. And this is more than just um, Wizards of the Coast. This includes My Little Pony, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Everything Hasbro. Pe- yep. Everything Hasbro. Nerf, Power Rangers. This is the fun thing. This is a little side note on uh, Wizards specifically, but there's some Power Rangers stuff that they're talking about, but they didn't want to go into too much details. I listened to the earnings call, and I'm like... Power Ranger stuff? I'm in. To those well, things. yeah, Hasbro's going to have magic do everything Hasbro. Hey, man, if if there's a Power Ranger set in magic, you best believe I'm going to sell this house to get all that shit. I'm a Power Rangers fan. I'm sorry. You're going to sell a house for cardboard? Don't tell my wife, please. You could build a house out of all that cardboard. I could build a house until the size it, of this until office. Until it rains. I mean. And then it expands four times. You're not wrong. And then deteriorates afterwards. I never said it was weatherproof. I just said you could build a house with it. <laughs> could insulate your house with it. Yeah. Just shred it up. Because that's what they yeah, use. If you shred them, then you can't play with them. That's what they used to. What's insulation? You're not going to play with them anyway. <laughs> One of the biggest things that were mentioned in this as well was the uh, arena. A lot of people were questioning about arena. They ha- uh, Hasbro has new numbers saying that the average time spent on arena is at nine hours per week and it has 3.5 billion games played since its launch yep there if i'm if i'm not mistaken the last one of the last earning calls they said it was like hours per week was dropped to like seven point something so moving back up probably due to covid arena COVID. Being on being on mobile. Well, I mean, COVID. Like, yeah, had that. <laughs> right. I'm well. sure mobile has the, something to the, do with it. The last, well, yeah, probably. But the last time they had this was last last year, at this time, right? And compared to last year, the and, growth is and COVID had just started this time last year, basically. So, yeah, with COVID, COVID is 
the number one uh, reason for any growth when it comes to digital gaming because no one else has anything else to do other than play video games. You're not wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. A couple other things that were notable in this release were that Keldheim is, or it, yeah, was the biggest winter set of all time. They didn't give specific numbers, but Brian Goldner stated that when asked. Hmm. And they're expecting Q2 to be even better for Magic due to Modern Horizons 2 and the Dungeons and Dragons Adventures of the Forgotten Realm. And there was also a mention of another set getting released in that time, but they didn't give any information about that. Instrad? Huh? Instrad? No, no, no. Before. It's like after Modern Horizons, but before uh, the adventure. No, it's just, I don't know, supplementary set. That's going to get... Commander products or something? Yeah, would be my guess. They didn't go into detail. It hasn't been announced uh, to the consumers yet about that. So, Well, usually they'd have that information usually released by now. Not necessarily. If, if it's a big set like that, they well, no, would. No, 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 not a set. It could be anything, though. Like, remember... So, no, the um, secret layer. The unstable... Oh, I mean, yeah, you got secret layers getting dropped. Speaking so of that's... secret layers, secret layers for the secret layer... Doctor Secrets... No, Dr. Lair Secret Emporium, still going on for the rest of the month. Uh, check out secretlair.com to figure if you want to buy any of those. Figure we add that in there so that way I can get that hashtag secret lair. Oh, my God. Get us out there more. Let's see. Uh, and now one of the biggest things that were brought up in, uh, in, the, in the call were NFTs being a real opportunity for Hasbro, quoted by Brian Goldner. So this specific part is written up, or we're pulling from the Star City Games slash news. So uh, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner said that uh, NFTs could be a real opportunity for the company in the first quarter earning call on Monday. Goldner was asked about the growing interest of NFTs in a Q&A session after the call following a question of the growth of MTG Arena, which has seen a 24% growth since from a year ago. This is a quote from Goldner. The NFTs are a real opportunity for us. As you know, we have so many brands that really operate on multiple demographic levels, whether it's Transformers, whether it's Magic and D&D brands, brands like G.I. Joe. We have a team that's leading our efforts out on the West Coast. We have our arms around this and see multiple opportunities on the NFT side, and you'll hear more about that as we move forward. But we are actively developing our opportunity here, and we do see it as substantial. So uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, essentially it's like uh, getting an image or a bit of online data on the the blockchain, which is used to, uh, it's a global ledger for like what Bitcoin and Dogecoin and Ether is all on. And having an NFT on there is just more of an easy way to track it to see like this is the official first of whatever this is. And we talked about it, what was it, like a month ago, there were two magic artists that try to get their art put into NFTs. Yep. Um, there was one that did a Ravnica land, and it looked really gorgeous, but then they both stepped back, I'm assuming, due to the fact that Wizards probably, Wizards or Hasbro came up to them under the, uh, behind back doors or whatever, and was like, hey, we got big plans for this, hold off on this right now. So clearly... I do believe Wizards or Wizards or Hasbro is looking at NFTs. 
And there was another article that I was actually reading about. Um, Concept Art House and Gala Games announced partnership with Build End-to-End NFT Solution for World Leading IPAs. Or IPs. IPAs. You, you can tell I got, got beer, beer on, on the mind. brain, bro. But um, essentially, this is a concept Art House has worked with Wizards in the past on getting art made and stuff for them. And so having close connections with the, this company, I'll I'll post the article in the, in the description down below so that way y'all can read it and look at it. But I know we talked about it, and NFTs and magic seem like a very prominent thing. And it's a very div- dis- divisive conversation point for a lot of people. Dis- what? Dysfunctional? That too. Is that what you were going to say? Divisive. Sounded like you were going to say dysfunctional. Both? Sure. Okay. <laughs> NF- NFTs, you guys' thoughts. Hasbro. It's all over my head. I can just tell you that right now. That doesn't take much. No. No, it doesn't. You know why? Because I'm short. We all get it. We know by now. No, you're just not smart. Well, that too. Hey, I admit that. (laughs) I honestly just don't care. It's digital, so it's like, hey, well, it's like, hey, I own this piece of art, but you can only see it on the computer. Right. It's like, hey, well, technically you don't own anything. Yeah, you may have like an IP address, but someone could easily hack that and wreck your art or anything like that. So it's something I probably would never get into. So I just have no interest in following it. And but. If, NFTs are on a blockchain, and the blockchain is the again the the structure, the the ledger, the book where information and stuff is like kept uh, for for Bitcoin. It's one of the things, and Bitcoin hasn't been able to get you know hacked or fucked with because it's doing pretty well. Now let's talk about them weekly winners in the finance section. Cha-ching. The finance section, uh, we read an article off of MTG Stocks where they have an amazing article each week that's called the Weekly Winners where they highlight three cards that are moving up in price and three cards that are moving down in price. Let's start this off by the Weekly Winner, number one, Scrap Mastery. Red Red 3, Sorcery. Each player exiles all artifact cards from his or her graveyard, then sacrifices all artifacts he or she controls, then puts all cards he or she exiled this way onto the battlefield. This has been printed in Commander 14 and Commander Anthology 2. Was it Anthology 2? Yep, Commander Anthology 2. This card has jumped up a staggering 760%, now just shy of $13. But as of today, the market price on it is just shy of 9 you can pick them up on TCG Player for $10. Card Kingdom, it says $279, but I bet if I click this link, it's going to say sold out. Yep. So uh, the card that is moving this up in price is new commander card Ozgear, the Reconstruction It, Reconstructor, Reconstructor. <laughs> for White Red 2 for a 4 4 Giant Artificer. Oh, I didn't realize he was a giant. Uh, Vigilance, you pay one, sack an artifact, target creature you control gets plus two, plus zero till end of turn, and then has X, tap, exile an artifact card with mana value X from your graveyard, create two tokens that are copies of the exile card, activate only as a sorcery. This card uh, moved up 
the Mox Tantalite from Modern Horizons the other week. One of my personal calls. Just got to, you know. Toot toot, motherfucker. Yeah. And this is another reason, like, red-white artifact-style decks are kind of getting a resurgence with these new lore hold commanders because then you also have Alboon, Albu, Ali Bao. Ancient Alibu. Alibu, Ancient Witness. <laughs> the other commander in the lore hold, Commander Precon. Uh, white, red, three for a four, five golem. Other artifacts you can tr- artifact creatures you control have haste, and one or more artifact creatures you control attack. It gets it deals X damage to any target, and you scry X, where X is the number of taps artifacts you control. So, scrap mastery, you're just it, I don't know. Like imagine living end. Like this is living end for artifacts and uh, living death. So it gives you the same shenaniganery. You can get the stuff that you've already sacked onto the battlefield. And your opponents just get hosed completely. So that's moving up in price. Next up, we have... So I, I when I was scrolling through this, I read this as bacon. <laughs> we have bacon of creation. It's, yeah, let's go bacon. Like, for some reason, I don't know why. Bacon. Like, I stared at it, and it just... It's bacon. Bacon does create. Bacon, bacon, pancakes. Bacon, bacon, pancakes. Bacon, pancakes. That sounds disgusting. This card is green three sorcery. Put a one one insect creature token into play for each forest you control. Then you shuffle beacon of creation into your library. This has only had one printing from fifth dawn. It's jumped up 303% now sitting at $27.99. But the market price on this card is $7.82. Oof, TCG player, you can find them for $22.89. I'm not even going to mention Card Kingdom because I, if I click the link, it'll be sold out, and I just don't want to get my hopes up. Do it. Click the link. Oh, yeah. Okay. Click the link. So the link, Card Kingdom has it for $9.99. Boom. Out of stock. Check TCG. <laughs> TCG's in stock. Boom. Wow. A moderately played foil going for $70. Yep. Let's take off the foil on here. We have a damaged... Damaged, heavily played, heavily played copies going for eighteen dollars. Moderately played, light played, twenty four. The highest price so far. Wow, ninety bucks. Well, that lightly played foil. Vexatross, you're kind of being a douche for putting it at ninety dollars. I'll call you out on this, Vexatross. If you're listening to this podcast, why are it's, you posting this? It's lightly played foil. Oh, look at the other ones. Oh, it's foil. Okay, lightly played. <laughs> wow, before you. Wow, read... that better not make it in the edit, dude. Nope. <laughs> This is not the live one, though, so the Patreon members can see this. Oh, my God. Uh, RTFD. Uh, let's see. So those are the foils. Read the fucking description. The unfortunate oh. thing is, is I clicked <laughs> it's off. like, D, what? I clicked off the the foil tag well, as an if, option. If, you go by, if you're going by price, though. But it doesn't show these other ones as foil. Lightly played from en- Enagame, Hawaii. Enagame, Hawaii. They're selling it for 50 bucks. Yeah, and then look at the next four. They're foils. Yeah, those are foils, but these ones are still 50 bucks when yeah. the average price of this card or the market price is $7. I'm more than positive you could go to your LGS, pick this thing up for like that $7. I don't know. So this is moving up in price due to new cards in Commander 21 and Strixhaven School of Mages. The card is popular 
uh, popular include for people who want to upgrade the Witherbloom Witchcraft or Quantum Contrix. Quantum Quantrix pre-cons. But we also see this card included in Commander decks with the new commanders of Ruxa, Patient Professor, which is the Bear Lord, uh, Blix, Vexing Pest, and Essex, Fractal Bloom. Uh, There is a Ruxa Patient Professor deck in the on, on on the site here. If you want to check out this deck, it looks very interesting. It has Tendershoot Dryad, and it has Song of the Dryad. So I'm I'm definitely in on this deck. Three visits, Rampant Growth, Hour of Promise. Wait, just Mono Green Ramp. Get creatures with no text box in them. <laughs> got Gigantosaurus, Ancient Brontodon. You got Trained Jackal. <laughs> oh my god. This is goofy as fuck. I want this deck now. <laughs> uh, next in the weekly winners, we have Overmaster. This card is a red sorcery. The next instant or sorcery spell you cast this turn can't be countered by spells or abilities. Then you draw a card. Only has one printing in Torment. It has seen a price increase of $132. now sitting at $39.46. And uh, market price for it, you can pick them up for $20.52. Card Kingdom has it for $14.99. Let's click that link and see that's sold out. Yep, out of stock. Who would have guessed? Uh, TCG Player, you have copies for around $27. I'm just clicking on this link to see what's going on. Damage you can get for $19.99. Heavily played, moderately played. 23 and below lightly played for like 28 but uh yeah so since this card stops instant or sorcery spells you control can't be getting countered and then you draw a card from this it plays very well with the new uh, uh veyran voice of duality red blue one two two a freet wizard with magecraft you cast your whenever you cast your copy an instant or sorcery spell it's Gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. And then when casting or copying an instant or sorcery spell, causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger. That ability trigger triggers an additional time. So yeah, the Prismari, the Prismari decks are definitely going to want this. And I imagine like even in the lore hold style uh, decks that have uh, that red, white one, just draw three cards, make a, draw a card red can't counter I have no idea. red can counter your instances sorceries pretty good i'd say uh they have an omni uh, a legacy omnitel deck in the description down below and this helps you protect your uh burning wish show and tell to make sure that those get cast without getting countered by force of will or days in in legacy so important there and it looks like it was also played in Game Nights. Haven't watched this last episode of Game Nights. Uh, Game Nights 40, 44 for those interested. Links in the description down below. But from there, let's talk about some cheap pickups. Shall we, JB? Sure. Okay, so this first one surprises me a little bit. Yeah, Why? me too. Why? Uh, just because it does. Why? Yeah. All right, so anyway, first up, we have the Time Spiral Remastered Time Shifted Printing of Primeval Titan. And it's sitting at $9.43. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a lot higher. Why? He's banned in everything. Almost everything. Only Commander. Well, that's where most people are going to be playing. 
Yeah, but how many modern decks do you have built around primetime? That's the thing. It's, it's he very... But he's illegal in that, too. No. No, he's not illegal in modern. There's so many friggin' primeval titan decks in modern, it's not even funny. There's like six or seven different variants of it. So that's that's what doesn't... I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... I don't know. Primeval Titan. I, I just don't see why he was banned in. Because of the ramping. You can abuse the ramping to beat shit in Commander. But it's still a turn six. Well, I suppose green is a little bit stronger, but... Right. Anyway, I... I I just it, figured it, with how the, there was there's better car there was better cars in that set. Well, I, I I know that, but like it's a time shifted version of it though. I mean, with that's why I figured it would be a little bit more than what it is. Like that's why it surprises me because it's still and it's still going down. That's the thing is it's still trending down. Yeah. So so that's the thing though. All all the time shifted cards, if they're not foil, super cheap. So. Just pulling it up on uh, MTG Familiar, the app that I usually use. So card price, this is based off TCG Player. So average is nine oh five for non foil, but a foil average is one hundred twenty one dollars. Well, yeah, all the time shifted foils are so, rare as fuck. So I mean, like, just just I mean, the the most expensive when time when Time Sprawl actually came out, the most expensive non foil time shifted card was like forty bucks. So a lot of them. Since the time shifted cards were in every single pack, the they just got printed so much. Primeval probably was one of the top or, or one of those top five for the rarest ones, but still the fact that it's a non foil card. There's no the people are going after the foils obviously for the time shifted, so people are like, oh hey, I'll sell this one or trade for cheap. Right. But yeah, it's moving along. All right. So next up we have. Uh, Zendikar Rising printing of Ancient Green Warden. So the Ancient Green Warden sitting at $12.50. And it looks like it's still trending downward. Yep. Doubling know. up on those landfall abilities. Not right? half bad. I'm surprised this one's as cheap too. Like, I don't know. $12 isn't really that cheap. I don't even know how yeah, it's that But it's expensive. still going like, down though. That's the thing. I mean, like, right. it's still. Wait, wait on this. Use TCG Sniper for when it's down to like. Five bucks, just because it's a mythic. Five bucks seems pretty good. I should do right? that. But I mean, okay, so it's a mythic. Yep. It doubles up on your land triggers, and you get to play lands from your graveyard. Yep. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like this card is is got a lot going for it. But but Let's it's do, uh, it's it's a automatic target once it gets played. Is it though? It's so here. How so? How, that's the thing though. Like you're not gonna be playing. So if you're if you're playing a primeval titan deck. You're not gonna run this because it's taken away from other slots. Yeah, it's an expensive card. So let's take a look at like the best comparison: Crucible of Worlds, just for that sheer fact. Three mana artifact. Market price on this thing is forty bucks. Yep. So I guess maybe there's some. This is that's three mana. This is six mana. You get a body behind it, so it's like cool. You get a Crucible of World on a creature, well, and with, you double with, your land with, triggers with. Yeah. So now you're uh your in commander your field of dead now makes double tokens. Your Bajuka Bogs now hit two opponents. Your uh jeez, I'm running out of ideas of lands, but you can bounce double lands with any of the crew lands that come into play. <laughs> so that's kinda cool, I guess. 
I don't know, six mana for a five seven. This is actually probably one to keep an eye on. If it keeps going down below like ten bucks, just just alone for for the Crucible of Worlds effect. Oh, I need I need six mana I need five a, seven I need Crucible of Worlds. A couple of them. For yeah. a couple of the decks I'm working on. Right. Goes well with your scoot swarm. Well, yeah. Doubles your scoot swarm triggers. Oh my god. Yeah, because a land entering yep. so yeah, landfall triggers double up. So like uh fucking uh, Avenger so, of Zendikar so that, as well. That, that, that technically is infinite with Scoot Swarm. Because each Scoot Swarm When a land enters, enters makes another Scoot, but your Scoots aren't lands that are entering. But if I have a Shia out, they are. Yeah. Well, yeah, with a Shia, yes. It's already infinite, but... Yeah, with a Shia, it is. Just doubling up the triggers and making the numbers right. stupid big, like, twice as fast. <laughs> Infinitely fast. <laughs> Exponentially fast. Infinite. I mean, I don't yeah. think you're going to have anybody that that's going to argue with you that you're winning that game at that point. It's like, right. cool. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. No, I think there's, no, there's an official rule. If you can't complete, if you can't yeah, stop. Yeah, if you can't the, break the cycle, then it becomes a draw. Yep. So all but, opponents but lose. Because that. I did that one time. You too. <laughs> because I was like, fuck you guys. If I can't win, ain't nobody going to win. But that that's why in that, uh, uh, the elf, my elf deck, I have... Cards in there. I purposely grabbed cards that were uh, combo ending, so I can actually end the infinite. Let's see. the The best thing is to like st- you can't even like stifle this because if you have like ten scoots out and they're land, ten scoots make ten scoots. You gotta have ten stifles and stuff. Torpor, right? No. So you gotta like so, flash in so, a torpor. So here's here's the done. thing. Here's the thing. Flash in you, a you don't you don't go into scoot. You don't go to scoot. You go to you a were Shia. You're just talking about scoot. Though. Yeah, but it's a Shia infinite. Okay, so bl- oh, so blink the Ashaya. So you have to blink the Ashaya or kill the Ashaya, and then ends the combo. Fair point. I'm gonna make one million scoots and then hold priority on this trigger and bounce it back to my hand. Yep. And then psych rip. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also but I'm also running a lot of ETB damage. So Or settle the wreckage. That's only when they attack. Like settle the wreckage ain't gonna do shit. Well, yeah, but when they're coming at you. Yeah, that means he has to stop the combo first. Well yeah, but at least you can do something when they come at you. Right. But there's so many things you can do when they come at you. You can you can uh etherize them and <laughs> that feels even better because it returns them all to their hand and their old tokens. <laughs> What also in that deck, I run or I, that's the landfall deck that I have it in. But it's uh whenever a cre- whenever a creature attacks, deals damage. Or this deals damage. So uh, go ahead and bounce them. I'll just swing an infinite and deal two times infinite. Yeah, yeah. Blow them up before the attack triggers. See, well, I also have ETB damage too. There's a reason all my decks are around the the ETB effects or e- casting effects because I play against blue players. ETBs are really Matt. Good. You need to have Panharmonicon a little more often then if that's the case. I run that in the red deck. I run it in the landfall deck, but I was like, yeah, I'm taking it out because it deals damage to myself too. JB, was the last cheap pickup? He's distracted. The last cheap pickup? Well, yeah, because you guys were just going off, so I was letting you guys rant. Being um, little chatty Cathy's. So... Yes, you guys are being chatty Cathy's. So the last cheap pickup uh, had a pretty sharp drop, and then it leveled off a little bit. Now it looks like it's dropping again. Uh, we have Orvar the All Form out of Kaldheim. It is sitting at $5.92. This card moved up so many old cards since it got released in in Kaldheim. 
and God, I don't know. One, I want to say one of us talked about it. Like we talked about it on the podcast. It's like the old cards are going to move up, but Orvar is going to move down because it's just going to get keep getting opened up in packs. So you missed out on your pieces, but pick up an Orvar, and it's like, oh, cool. Now's your chance to pick up an Orvar. So anyway. <laughs> Nothing else to add to that, JB? No. Okay. No. Awkward turtle. Awkward turtle. I'm going to leave. Time for a TCG sniper plug. Thank you, JB, for doing the TCG sniper plug. Insert here. Yeah, Matt, insert here. I don't have something read up for that yet. Well, do it. You better, because we always said insert here. So, Danny, you know what you're talking about that you wanted to pick up? I don't recall any of that. Ancient Green Warden? Nope. You said you wanted some Yeah, you words. did. You said you needed a couple of them. I have no idea. What, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. We all agree that you know you you probably have a good chance of getting it, seeing it under ten dollars. Uh, yeah, TCG Sniper. If you guys are looking to pick up these cards, Danny, like you, Ancient Green Warden, you can plug this card into TCG Sniper and say, "I want this card. I want to be notified when this card gets to ten dollars, and I'll pick it up at ten dollars." Put that card into your TCG Sniper account. You will get a notification when it reaches that by anybody on TCG Player when they post it for that price. Also, it works in the reverse. If you, Danny, have Bacon of Will, not Bacon of Will. Bacon? Bacon of Creation. No, (laughs) it's not Bacon. It's Bacon. Remember, we talked about this. Bacon? Where's the bacon? What's that? Bacon, bacon, bacon. There we go. I smell bacon. Bacon commercials. Yep, the bacon strips. It was so those those seared those the, they're the seared in, into my like memory. bacon yes because seared like, you see the golden retriever snoot yep right around the house yeah and it's just the snoot and it's such a good commercial anyways uh, bacon of creation if Danny let's say you have a bacon of creation and you want to sell it at thirty dollars for four million dollars you can. Enter that card into TCG Sniper and get notified when people are starting to buy it at $30. And then that way you can jump in and try and profit. Now, dear listeners out there, if this sounds very appealing to you, go over to TCGSniper.com. When you sign up to make an account, say that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you and you will get three months free of their Plus program, meaning that you will get 50 slots of cards or even sealed product to enter in on their fluctuating, like getting notified when they move up or down in price mm-hmm. uh, compared to their five that you get on their normal. Totally worth it. It's 10 out of 10 service. I love it. Go check them out. TCGSniper.com. But now we have Deck of the Week, a modern pick from JB himself that has a interesting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? rack kind of play not even rack kind of play it's called uh mind picker by twisted bob bay i don't know if i'm supposed to pronounce the bay after that maybe just bob a instead of bob a b-o-b-b-a-y twisted bobby bob you twisted son but looking at this it's a mono black deck consists of two liliana the veil Black, black, one, three, loyalty, planeswalker, plus one, each player discards a card, make two, target a, or target player, sacks a creature, make six, separate all permanent target player controls into two piles, that player sacrifices all permanents in one pile of their choice. 
There are four flex, flexian, flexian obliterators, black, 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 black for a 5-5 five, five horror with trample. Whenever a source deals damage to flexian obliterator, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. There are two simian specters. Shimian. Shimian. Shimian specter. Did I get it I, right? I thought that one would throw you. It, it is throwing me. <sighs> Where's our hard? Black, black two for a two, two specter. That reads, when Shimian specter deals combat damage to a player, that player reveals their hand. You choose an online card from it. Search that player's graveyard hand library for all cards of the same name as that card. That player, uh, exile them, and then that player shuffles. Two of those. There are four cranial extractions. Choose a non-land card name. Search target opponent's target player's graveyard hand and library for all cards of that name and exile them. Then that player shuffles. There are four Inquisition of Kozlik. Black sorcery. Target player reveals their hand. You choose an on-land card from it with CMC three or less. That player discards that card. Two thought seizes. Black sorcery. Target player reveals their hand. You choose an on-land card from that and they discard it, you lose two life. Then there are four extirpates, black instant split second, uh, choose target card in a graveyard other than a basic land, search that owner's graveyard, hand, and library for all cards of the same name as that card, remove them from the game. That player shuffles. There are two, or two, there are four geths verdict, black, black instant, target player sacrifices a creature and loses one life. Therefore, go for the throat. Black one instant. Destroy target non-artifact creature. Two heroes downfall. Black black one instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Four surgical extractions. Frexian black. Uh, so it can be paid with a single black or you pay two life. Choose target card in a graveyard other than a basic land. Search its owner's graveyard hand library for any cards with the same name as that card and exile them. Then that player shuffles. There are two ratchet bombs which is two colorless artifact that has tap, put a charge counter on Ratchet Bomb. Then you tap, sacrifice Ratchet Bomb, destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on Ratchet Bomb. And then closing off, there are 22 swamps in this. So the primary goal of this deck looks like you want them to discard their cards or have their cards end up in their graveyard. So that way you can surgical extract them, expropriate them, cranial extraction them or use a shimmy inspector this is a very intriguing deck not gonna lie right it's kind of cool this is a good choice i'd say jb so yeah um like any deck that runs like inquisition and thought sees here it's like a four two split you're going to be having that in your open your hand you're going to want to be casting that pretty quickly and typically if you can cast that pick out like a combo piece let's let's say you're playing against one of the big decks right now which is Heliod combo like the collect a company variant you pull out a Heliod turn 2 you so turn 1 inquisition or thoughtsies pull that out and then turn 2 you extirpate surgical extract that Heliod they no longer have that Heliod at all and that's just going to like and that's just going to like shut them down completely don't forget the sideboard. There's just a couple. Uh, there's one for sure. One card for sure in the in the sideboard. That's kind of interesting. Gives it a read. That sideboard, JB. <clears throat> okay, so there's two damnations. Black, black, two. Sorcery, destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. 
four feed the swarm, one in a black sorcery, uh, destroy target creature or enchantment and opponent controls. You lose life equal to that permanence mana value. Ugh, mana value. I think the big thing with this one is you have it in for Leyline of Sanctity primarily. Yeah, for I mean, basically for any enchantment removal. Just well, it's because. not just any enchantment removal. Like the worst thing that you're going to run against is a Leyline of Sanctity. You can't target them with all this stuff that targets a player or targets an opponent. Right. So this is just a way to like clear that out. It's worth taking the four damage, so that way you can start hitting them with the extra pates and the surgicals. Right. So then. The one cool card that I think is cool in here, um, it's out of Origins, it's Infinite Obliteration. Black, black, one, sorcery, name a creature card. Search target opponent's graveyard, hand, and library for any number of cards with that name and exile them. Then that player shuffles his or her library. And it's only 25 cents. How have I not known about this card? You see, I love these kind of cards because this is not the only kind of card that's like this. There's also the new one from Core 21, uh, Necro... Oh, Necromentia. 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 Which is black, black, one, sorcery. Uh, choose a card name other than a basic land card name. Search target opponent's graveyard, hand, library for any cards of that name. That player shuffles their... Li- or, and then you exile them. That player shuffles their library, then creates a 2-2 black zombie for... Uh, 2-2 black zombie creature token for each card exiled from their hand this way. So it's it's kind of another uh, infinite obliteration. I guess infinite obliteration is just straight up better because it doesn't give them the zombies. And if they cared, I don't know. Like, why, why instead of cranial extraction in the main, like, why not have infinite obliteration? You're going to have the amount of information and stuff there. You're saving on mana cost because cranial extraction is three and a black. Infinite obliteration is black, black, one. So just take out the cranial extraction, put infinite obliteration in its place, have a place out of that, have necromentia in your sideboard to like double up on having that ability to where you can just like straight up call a card name and rip it out of their library. All right, so then next up we have two Legion's End, one in a black sorcery, exile target creature and opponent controls with converted mana cost two or less, and all other creatures that player controls with the same name as that creature. Then that player reveals their hand and exiles all cards with that name from their hand and graveyard. It's a good way to shaft out a uh, uh, Swiss Spear. Monastery Swiss Spear, Soul Scar Mage, uh, fucking, is it, what's the, uh, Sprite Dragon. Get a Sprite Dragon as well. Sprite Dragon. You can tag... uh, Tokens. Yep, tokens. Wipes out a whole board of tokens. What what decks like running a crap ton of tokens? Black white tokens. Spirits they make? Like what's black white tokens making? I don't know. Shit ton of tokens. Spirits, oh. zombies. Yeah. I guess. I mean you hit a lot of that. I mean zombies would be more prominent if uh Field of the Dead was still in. It'd be right. something. But I don't know. Still hitting like a Dryad Arbor or uh Arbor Elf or I don't think uh Vizier of Remedies is seeing much play anymore. Yeah, Devoted Druid kind of took the back seat after Heliod combo came out. Right, so you don't have to worry about that necessarily. But, like, two CMC is a lot. You still hit Death Shadows. Death yeah. Shadows is an important thing to hit. You hit Young Pyromancers. You hit the Scourge, too. You do hit the Scourge. The Scourge is an important one to hit. So, yeah, this card, like, takes out a lot in creatures. Yeah, that should be a four of. <laughs> I think that would be a very good four of. Because that way you can, like, more threat assess 
properly because like typically with inquisitions and thought seizes you're going to be want to pulling you're going to want to pull things that you're not going to be able to deal with as much and having a phyrexian obliterator as like your backup uh creature blocker you're not worried about creatures as much uh as compared to like i don't know enchantments or resistance and sorceries so having like another way to like strictly deal with creatures with a legion and i would probably say have a have a play set of that maybe in the side right so then rounding out the sideboard we have two more copies of lily of the veil and then we have two copies of the elder spell which is black black sorcery destroy any number of target planeswalkers choose a planeswalker you control put two loyalty counters on it for each planeswalker destroyed this way does it's a fairy time Rattler's banned in... Oh, it's not banned in modern. It was no. Pioneer and Historic. Jesus, yep. the fucking bannings on that shit. The bannings are throwing me off. Yeah. So, Elder Spell takes out Teferi 3, which is going to be the most important one, I guess. What other Planeswalker? Like, Renin 6, I guess? Yep, Renin 6. Don't see much for, like, Narset or... Any of the Teferi's... Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, but decks aren't running like Jace the Mind Sculptor in them in in, in modern. Modern? People still run Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, but not as much. I mean, yeah, I guess it's still something to He's worry about. He's still a modern stable. Don't you fool yourself, sir. But yeah, this deck looks really good. Honestly, maybe I would also recommend, like in the main board here, uh, Geth's Verdict, maybe switch out for like Liliana's Triumph because uh, they can discard a card off of that too. And you're going to have two Lilianas. Seems a little more value. Same budget. Probably cheaper, actually. Let's see. Are they really a buck 50, 52 for a Geth's Verdict? Yeah. Or no, Geth's Verdicts are 40 cents. So yeah, total 150 something. And then Liliana. Typing it up. Triumph is 25 cents. So yeah, saving a little bit of money. This deck looks really cool. Right, it does look pretty cool. I mean, uh, the overall price of the deck is $809, so it's like clearly they're not going budget. And if that's, well, I mean, uh, I don't know, maybe Hero's Downfall, just to like have creature backup, you can definitely have uh, Murderous Rider Swift End in there. That way you have a creature, kind of be more flexible in that area. Go for the throw could probably change to like, uh, whatchamacallit's, Fatal Push. Then you have, um, you know, you just put in fetch lands, fetch out lands, get yourself uh, Nykthos as well. Nykthos would be a really good addition. Not really, because you're not really having that many permanents out. Your permanents are Liliana, Phyrexian Oblater, and uh, Shimian Spectre. So yeah, maybe maybe not so much on the Nykthos. Castle Lockthwain probably wouldn't hurt. Oh, Castle Lockthwain would be so good. I love Castle Lockthwain as a card. Then yeah, oh, and then just mono black deck. This is just me personally. I have a like, I like Mystical Sanctuary as a card, and the black version, the Witch's Cottage, in this is not bad. Like if your opponent takes out a Phyrexian Obliterator, you just put it back on top, and it puts it's going to give them that pressure against like shit. I thought I got rid of that, and now it's coming back next turn. So maybe yeah, get yourself four to six fetch lands, keep the swamps, uh, and then add in four. Three Castle Lockthwains and two Witch's Castle in the second. Maybe that'll be something good to try. What is the the ticket price of this, JB? 
ticket price is 151 ticks. Right. Is that in, is that in your ticket? No, my limit's like 110 or 115, I think. Oh, do you and have I it? Don't think I have any of those cards. Womp womp. I'm pretty sure you could probably pick up a lot of them cheap like Liliana's like I said changing the Geth's verdict to the Liliana. I don't know. How much is the one life important? Like making them lose one life as compared to making them discard if you have a Lil- discard a card having a Liliana out. I mean, one life can make or break. You're not wrong. This is modern starting at 17 life. Maybe that's just like one of those things you got to like test around about. But magic folk, unless you got anything else to say here real quick, JB, with this deck, like. No, I mean, the only other thing I was thinking was, wait, hold on. Um, do a quick search up. Search up Turgrid. I got to remember how it's worded. It's just sacking and discarding, right? When an opponent sacrifices a non-Turgrid permanent or discards a permanent. So, yeah. Okay, so Turgrid wouldn't be good. Uh, what about that Dean, that new Dean? What does that have to do with exiling stuff? The mono black one, the one drop? Yes. Do, do, do. Uh, Valentine, Dean of the Vein. Menace lifelink. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Okay, never mind then. No. No, yeah, I guess I don't know. There's not too many other things that you could... Yeah, I don't know. I do like the Ratchet Bombs in there. Right? Yeah, I mean, Ratchet Bombs is a solid card. This deck looks really cool. Like I said, Cranial Extractions. Put put the Infinite obliter- obliter- Obliterations in place of the Cranial Extractions. Cut those completely. Uh, then put in the Necromentia into the sideboard. Go all four in on Legion's End. Uh, and then, like, Hero's Downfall in place. Trade that with Murderous Rider. Go for the throw could be Fatal Push or even... Um, Blood Chief Thirst. There we go. Exactly what I was going to say. That's got a little more versatility. Yeah, it's not instant speed, but, you know, you can kick it and hit Planeswalkers. All right. Maybe what you can do is like a, a 2-2 split of Push to Thirst. Doesn't seem like that bad of a, a trade-off then for that. Right. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do against this deck. This deck does look really cool. This was a good pick, JB. Right. Very good pick. But, Magic Folk... Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of This Week in MTG. Uh, This is episode number 86. You can find us where better podcasts are found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all of that. Uh, We go live on Twitch and YouTube every Mondays around 7 o'clock. So follow, turn on notifications, so that way you know when that's happening. Uh, the best way to find us is we have a nice, tidy, clean little link of Linktree slash This Week in MTG. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash This Week in MTG. There's all of our social links, all of the podcast links, and anything and everything where you need to find us. With those links, you can hit us up and send us feedback of any kind. We truly appreciate it because we are striving to be your guys' magic news source. And... Uh, Make sure, finally, send love again over to JW Sports Cars and Gaming for deciding to sponsor some schmucks like us. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, quick thing, join the Patreon. Remember, we give away, we do a monthly drawing for cards and stuff. It's not bad value. Once a month, you have a chance to win a pack or a card, depending on the tier. And uh, do we got anything else to say? No, I'm good. Sweet. Danny, he's been off in his own la-la land fucking with his microphone and playing some more Candy Crush. Right? Damn Candy Crush. Hard 
And with that, magic folk, y'all have a good night. Bye. See ya. Bacon, bacon, pancakes, bacon, bacon, pancakes, bacon, pancakes.